morning. Happy blessed Tuesday to you. It is almost my daughter's 14th birthday. Already having a 15-year-old daughter, I'm in big trouble. (laughs) But for the grace of God, for sure. So, having said that, let me read from Isaiah chapter 9. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So, Don't you just love being able to listen to that musically? (laughs) Nice memory, huh? I just forgot the title of that orchestra. That is my very favorite piece of music ever written. That's what happens when you have brain tumors. But for unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. That is how to give the perfect gift. Notice Isaiah says the son was not just born, but he was given. He was a gift that the father God gave to us. He didn't just come, but he was a gift. He wasn't just born, but he was given. A couple of thoughts on this as I'm doing my own Christmas, not Christmas, nice, my own birthday inventory in my head for my daughter. First of all, it's unexpected. The first thing that is makes a good gift is that it's not expected. The element of surprise. Speaking of Christmas, you know, my kids always like to try to pick up the presents a few days ahead of time that are around the tree and shake them, trying to figure out what's inside of them. But I tell them, you're ruining the whole point shaking those presents. You're ruining the whole element of surprise. Come on, guys. Put them down. Now, Jesus is the perfect gift. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. What a gift, Heavenly Father. How unexpected that God, His Son, comes as a baby. How unexpected there is a... We saw on Sunday as a 12-year-old in the temple blowing the minds of the scholars. How unexpected. His father's name is Joe. He was raised in 
Nazareth? Yeah, the Savior came from an unexpected background. I love it. Secondly, a gift, a true good gift. I mean, a really good gift is not only unexpected, but it's thoughtful. It's the kind of gift, and I'm not really great at this, so I'm kind of speaking out of hypocrisy a bit, but it's the kind of gift where you give to your spouse and they go, oh, of course. I'm surprised, but it's exactly what I need. Not what I expected, but exactly what I need. And isn't that the gift of the son that was given and the child that is born? Not what we expected. A human being born in Bethlehem, raised in Nazareth, in Israel. Not what we expected, but exactly what we need. (laughs) I love it. Thirdly, the perfect gift is not only unexpected, not only thoughtful, but valuable. Of course. And and that's why we, it's it's good to give presents that are quote unquote expensive to to people that you love because not that you're not that necessarily they're demanding that. Let's say engagement that diamond ring, right? But you're trying to demonstrate at least to a certain degree just how valuable that person is you know that you're the most important person i know so look at what i'll pay so to speak well look how valuable the gift that god gave us was and is his only begotten son I say this reverently, but God outdid himself for you. For me too, by the way. (laughs) A great gift, a beautiful gift is unexpected, thoughtful, valuable. Fourthly, it's wrapped, right? You wrap it, that element of surprise. And of course, there is Jesus wrapped in swaddling clothes. And number five, There are no strings attached. A gift is not earned or it's not a gift. It's not a bribe. It's not a paycheck because you did something good or an incentive for you to do something good. That's often how people see religion or have their religion. But if it's given, it's nothing but grace. And so if a person doesn't take it the wrong way, a gift can be insulting, right? Because it shows that it has nothing to do with you. You deserve it. You earned it. That would be a paycheck. It shows that you are loved. No strings attached. So those are some of the thoughts I'm having right now as I'm trying to put together my daughter's birthday her party and all of that along with my wife. Well, my wife pretty much is the brains behind the operation. I just try to come up with little sermons. 
<laughs> but the best thing of all is for unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. That's Jesus. Jesus is for me. Jesus is for you. What a gift. Praise the Lord. When it comes out easy, praise the Lord. On top of the world, praise the Lord. Cause in every moment, Jesus Christ is Lord. of God and his righteousness and all will be added unto you. So I see there really, don't you a key to being stress free. And I'm speaking 
not so much out of expertise, but experience on this. To be a person who is seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness and letting the rest fall into place as a result. Every single day, that's my challenge. Yours too. How to be stress-free, right? Easier said than done. So many physical diseases, as you know, are caused by stress. I've heard it before that 60 to 80% of disease can be traced back to stress. And then there are the obvious ones that are no doubt ulcers and IBS and even acute diseases. I'm not calling them cute, acute diseases. So it's not so much all the time necessarily what you are eating, but what is eating you. <laughs> now, I heard that in um, certain places in the Orient, for example, Singapore, 30% of people have IBS. 30% irritable bowel syndrome. I have the one up from that even, Crohn's disease. And it's due to stress is what the consensus is. The stomach is upset when you are upset. I'm so glad Jesus says this. And this is what I, I, I want to receive for myself right now, today. I want you to receive it too. When he says, if anyone thirst, let him come unto me. And out of his innermost being, out of his belly, shall gush forth torrents of living water. Thus spake he of the Holy Spirit. In my innermost being, in my gut, in the place where I need healing, and maybe you have problems too, there is living water when we come to Jesus. There was a horrible experiment that was done at Baylor University a while back where they placed these monkeys in a cage and they would electric shock the monkeys. Every hour, they would send current of electricity through the cages and it would shock the monkeys un unless they hit the bar. When they finally hit the bar, then the the electricity would stop. Brutal, right? I know. And the result was they found that um, these monkeys, their arteries were clogged, their kidneys would fail, and their stomachs were eaten up by ulcers. They were living because they were living in constant fear, right? Stress. And we're often in the same position of we're expecting to be shocked. I'm going to go bankrupt. I'm going to get sick. I'm going to lose a loved one. What have you? Well, Jesus addressed all of this on the Sermon on the Mount. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, 
and all will be added unto you, he said on the Sermon on the Mount. Be anxious for nothing. Is it not better to have quality of life, he says, than even food and drink? Quality of life is more than food and more than clothing, Jesus teaches us. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. It'll be provided what you're going to wear. It'll be provided, Jesus says. God will give that to you. But your quality of life is more than food and more than clothing. He feeds the birds of the air. He'll feed you. He'll clothe you. All you have to do is have faith. Faith is really, in this instance, in any way, faith is really what? Resting, isn't it? Trusting. You use your faith to move into rest. And that's our Heavenly Father. I mean, as a dad, I know this. You know this as a parent, probably. We want nothing more than to see our kids laugh. We don't want to see them on edge. We don't want to see them stressed out. We want to see them relaxed. We want to see them laugh. Now, how much more than your heavenly father? He says, look at the birds of the air, the quality of life they have. Jesus taught us. They neither sow, they don't reap. They don't gather it into barns. They're taken care of. I think it's interesting. Work becomes a curse when stress enters into it. Work is not a curse in and of itself. (laughs) Believe it or not. (laughs) God gave Adam and Eve work before the fall, right? So work is not a curse, and believe it or not, I might even add childbirth as well. That didn't become painful, or pain wouldn't have set in had it not been for the fall. God said, be fruitful and multiply to Adam and Eve before the fall. Have kids, have tons of kids. Why? It's going to be painless. So same with work. There's a Sabbath, yes, on the seventh day for sure, but it doesn't mean that work is a curse, God is saying. But it does become a curse when stress enters into it, right? But look at the birds. Why do they sing? Jesus points out, look at the birds. Why do they sing? They sing because God takes care of them. So praise God. And he will take care of you. Praise the Lord. Because he is good. And he will take care of you. Jesus says your heavenly father feeds the birds. He doesn't say their heavenly father father feeds the birds. He says your heavenly father feeds the birds. So if that's how he treats the birds, wow. Are you not of more value than the crow, (laughs) than the blue jay? 
than the hummingbird? Interesting crows. Why did I bring that up? Because in the Gospel of Luke, Jesus says, Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. Now, the literal translation for ravens are crows. So Jesus talked about crows, and that would have been shocking somewhat because to the Jew, they were unclean. They were the abomination among the birds, crows were. And you can understand why, right? So can I. Vultures and crows. So when Jesus said that, that would have been rather shocking. That even the ravens, the crows, don't have to follow the labor process of the world system. And what he's saying is, are you not better than the crows? Oh, yeah. You are. And God is giving us the quality of life through his son, Jesus. And it's not just food and clothes. So don't worry. Instead, have faith. Relax. Because as Jesus says, worry cannot help you grow an inch, a cubit. But can I also add, if you would, not worrying can help you grow. (laughs) If you're still a kid and you have a stress-free life, it can help you grow rather than a stressful life that will very likely stunt your growth. And even now, stress-free living in your life, in my life, in a day only benefits your body. And Jesus says these these flowers that are clothed outshine Solomon in all of his glory. Now look at these flowers. They're outshining Solomon, Jesus says in his sermon on the mount. Solomon had a lot of glory, right? But only some of it was of God's favor. Not all of it, maybe. Because it came by taxing people heavily. It came by his own um, conspiring, as it were, his own legality, his own thinking in many ways. For example, the Bible says that the yearly tax for the people and I kid you not, was 666,000 talents of gold. What a number. (laughs) The yearly tax, we are told, was 666,000 talents of gold. So I think God is probably hinting at something there. Now Solomon, in all of his glory, some was labor of his own, some was favor from God. And The part that was labor on his own caused real headaches and heartaches in his kingdom. After he died, the people said, Solomon worked us way too hard and everything fell apart. But in the kingdom of God, it's not about how hard you work. It's how good God is. 
It's what Jesus has finished. So that is why, in my opinion, those flowers outshine Solomon in all of his glory. It is for you and me, what Romans calls righteousness, peace, and joy, where not outwardly, not exhibited in our energy physically, but in the Holy Spirit. You are righteous, so therefore you have peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Not stress, not anger, peace and joy. So you put on this righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. You wake up in the morning and you put on the righteousness, as it were. You remember who you are in Christ and you put on the Holy Spirit, so to speak. And the peace and joy of the Holy Spirit is now yours. God is so good, right? His son is so wonderful. I am his righteousness. I can't wait to see what he will do then today if I am his righteousness. No wonder why David said, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy. They're going to hunt me down, catch me, and tackle me. They'll outrun me. The blessings of the Lord. Therefore, Jesus says, Do not worry about tomorrow. Therefore, he says, Therefore, don't stress out about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. I think someone needs to hear that. And the reason I say that is because I need to hear that. (laughs) Don't worry about tomorrow. God the Father gives you all the help and the grace for one day that you need. No point being stressed out about tomorrow. Because if tomorrow comes, God will give you the same grace for tomorrow. From the chaos you composed A song that all creation knows You took a mess and you Let there be light Word of God God from the start Recreating Human hearts Make us like The moon at night A mirror Of the light With just a word Set the dark to flight Sing to the Justice here collide to keep us.
Sin has abounded. Grace has super abounded. As Paul writes. Where grace, I mean, sin abounds, then grace abounds even more. So what is greater than the sin or the grace? What has the more power? Here's the thing. I know you don't want to sin. Neither do I. So how do we overcome sin? By God's grace. Your sin will not swallow up God's grace. But God's grace will swallow up your sin. I'm not minimizing sin, but I am. Am magnifying God's grace. It's like two boxers in the ring, right? When grace and sin collides, the last one standing, well, if sin is Mike Tyson, then grace is Evander Holyfield, and down goes sin. Down goes Tyson. Again, I'm not minimizing sin. I'm magnifying the grace of God. I have more confidence in grace than I do in sin. For where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. I have to wrap it up a bit early. grabbing some lunch with my pops and my car goes about 31 miles per hour tops 
But I'll be back on tomorrow, Lord willing. And you can always get these on podcasts if you want as well. They're available on podcasts. And from what I see and understand, there's a Rogue Grace website coming out pretty soon. I'm excited about that. So, may the Lord bless you. Remember, your sin will not swallow up God's grace, but God's grace will swallow up your sin. Amen.